Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. How is everyone doing this fine day? Gearing up for the Steelers trip to Buffalo. Crazy weather in, in store. Um, as we always do, we're going to break down one side of the ball. This is when the Bills have the football. And warning, some of the Josh Allen stuff I'm going to tell you is bonkers. But here we go. Buffalo's offense averages 5.7 yards per play this season. That's fourth best in the league. Over the last past three games, they're at 5-5, which is also great. Steelers defense gives up 5.4 and 5-8 over their last three games. Not so great. Only one offense used a sixth offensive lineman at a higher rate than Buffalo, which uses tactic 10.5% of the snaps. That's a very high percentage. I think you're going to see a lot of 6-0 line from Buffalo. Only one defense used their nickel package with five defensive backs on the field at a lower percentage than Pittsburgh. In turn, they were first in base, Steelers, and second in dime. Again, we talk about this a lot. I'm going to write an article at some point over the week or over the offseason that need to be more middle of the road with their defensive personnel. The Bills convert a series of downs into a new series of downs at the league's third best rate, 77%, which is really high. League average is 70. Uh, Steelers defense allows a conversion at 68%, which is only four defenses or better. So both are really good in that regard. When the Steel or when the Bills drop back to pass per EPA, only San Francisco and Dallas have been more effective. Now, here's some Josh Allen stuff that's pretty crazy. All QBs have 250 pass attempts. 31 guys qualify for that. He's 10th in completion percentage. Fine. 4th in passing yards. 9th in yards per attempt. 5th in touchdown passes. 7th in average depth of target. Only 8 of 31 qualified passers have a higher average time to throw. He also has the best pressure to sack rate in the NFL. So he gets pressured a lot, but that doesn't mean you get him on the ground. Now, Allen had a career-high 18 interceptions and 22 total giveaways this season. Only Sam Howell threw more interceptions. He's got 41 giveaways and 32 interceptions over the past two seasons. Both are the most in the league. The Bills are 16-0 when Allen doesn't have a giveaway since 2020. Allen has thrown three or more touchdowns in three of his past four playoff starts. He became the first player in NFL history with 40-plus touchdowns in four straight seasons. Allen has accounted for two or more touchdowns in 16 straight games. He accounted for over 86% of the Bills' touchdowns this past season, the highest percentage of any player since 2017. He is a bad mamma-jamma. Last week... He attempted 38 passes, only eight were incomplete, and he finished the day with 359 passing yards. Shakir, Diggs, and Kincaid all had at least six catches and at least 84 receiving yards. Yards per route run. Diggs comes in a little over two, 2.06. Shakir's at 199. Gabe Davis at 1.5. I don't think he's going to play. And Trent Sherfield's at 0.5. Diggs rebounded last week. He caught seven passes for 80, 87 yards, but in his seven games before that Miami game, he averaged just 4.3 receptions per game and only 37 and a half receiving yards. I mean, that's a long stretch. Diggs is just one of four players all times with, with 100%, 100 or more receptions in four straight seasons. He has 27 catches for 301 yards in his past three games against the Steelers. Diggs averaged just 58.6 receiving yards and zero touchdowns, though, over his past five playoff games. 
Joey Porter Jr. averaged 0.9 yards per coverage snap this season as the nearest defender. That is fourth lowest of any NFL cornerback with at least 250 snaps. I think he will be glued to digs. The Steelers are allowing the third most yards per reception to receivers aligned out wide, though. That's... Says a lot about the other corners, doesn't it? Dalton Kincaid has a target share of 25% and 22% over the past two games, but since Dawson Knox returned in week 14, Kincaid has only been on the field for 71% of the snaps. Kincaid concluded the season with the second most receptions and yardage amongst rookie tight ends. His 73 receptions are the fourth most in NFL history for a rookie tight end. Kincaid is gunning for his third straight game with 80-plus receiving yards. Interesting stuff here. During his first four games with Joe Brady as Buffalo's offensive coordinator, James Cook had a 31% targets per route run. However, over the past three games, that percentage is down to 13%. Still, with Brady as coordinator, Cook averages 16.7 carries per game as well as 3.7 targets. He's pretty much getting the ball about 20 times a game. Of all running backs with at least 50 targets, Cook's 2.5 average depth of target is the highest in the league, so he goes down the field. His yards per route run is fourth, and his yards per target is second. Cook's yards per reception ranks first. Only Rashad White has aligned out wide a higher percentage than Cook, and only seven backs have aligned in a slot a higher percentage than Cook. His 1537 scrimmage yards this season was third amongst all running backs. However, Cook averaged 136.8 scrimmage yards per game between weeks 10 and 15, but just 55.3 over the past three games. Steelers' completion percentage allowed is sixth best in the NFL. Average time to throw against the Steelers is 2.53 seconds. Only six defenses are less. The Bills allow just 1.5 sacks per game, the best in the league. At home, that number drops all the way down to 1.1, easily the best in the league. Pittsburgh de- uh, Pittsburgh's defense generates 2.8 sacks per game. Only six defenses are better, but that's also with Watt. Pittsburgh's defense is ranked sixth in pressure rate since week nine. The Steelers blitz at the NFL's fifth highest rate. I think you will see that drop dramatically. How about this? The Steelers have batted down 15 passes a season. Only Kansas City has more. Now, here's some Watt stuff. Unfortunately, he's not going to be in the mix. He had two sacks in Baltimore. Two more quarterback hits and three tackles for loss. Finished the season with 19 sacks, 19 tackles for loss, 36 quarterback hits, an interception, four forced fumbles, and three fumble recoveries. He led the NFL in sacks and quarterback hits. Watt became the first player in NFL history to lead the league in sacks three different seasons. He, along with his brother JJ, are the only two defenders in history to have 19-plus sacks and eight-plus pass defenses in a single season. And you probably know this, but the Steelers are 1-10 in 10 when Watt isn't available. Watt is responsible for 40% of the Steelers' sacks. 14 different Steeler defenders registered a sack during the 2023 season. The only offense that uses play action at a lower rate than Pittsburgh is the Bills. Yeah, how about that? Well, with the playoffs right around the corner, NBA season's in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, 
You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today and get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Now let's talk run game. Only six offenses average more rushing yards per game than Buffalo, and their 4.3 yards per carry is eighth best. However, only 3.5% of Buffalo's rushing attempts have gained 15 plus yards. Only four offenses are worse. Since the Bills' week 13 bye, they are averaging 36 carries per game, most in the NFL. They run the ball a lot. Pittsburgh has surrendered just nine rushing touchdowns, only two defenses have allowed fewer. The Steelers allow 2.6 yards after first contact, which is sixth best in the league. Now, here's some Allen rushing stuff, which is crazy. He finished the season with 13% of the Bills' designed rushing attempts. That's well below his average of 18% for his career. However, over the past two games, that number shoots up to 30%, as well as scrambling on 9% of the Bills' plays. He has 27 rushing attempts over the last two games. Remember, these are playoff type games for the Bills it's when they lean on him. He has eight of the Bills' 13 carries inside the five-yard line over the past four games. He also rushed for 67 yards last week. His 15 rushing touchdowns leads an NFL record for quarterbacks. 15 rushing touchdowns. Allen and Derrick Henry are the only players in the league with six-plus rushing touchdowns in each of the past six seasons. How about that? So how about running backs with 100-plus carries? Cook's 4.73 yards per carry is eighth best in the league. His 2.35 yards before first contact is third highest. Last week, Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon combined to carry the ball 17 times for 66 yards with a long gain of 29 yards. These two averaged only 2.3 yards per carry on the other 16 carries, though. On the second level of the Steelers' defense last week, we talked about this on Monday, Four linebackers played between 13 and 35 snaps. I would think Roberts takes control of that in his second game back. All 17 games this year, Buffalo has started the same five offensive linemen. The combination of Mitch Morse at center, Osiris Torrance at right guard, Connor McGovern at left guard, Spencer Brown at right tackle, and Deion Dawkins at left tackle have missed just 109 snaps the entire year between the five of them. And they ought to be healthy for this one. Dawkins had a cut on his hand that was nasty, but that doesn't keep people out of games week to week. And last thing, Steelers finished the 2023 season fifth in red zone defense. The Bills finished sixth in red zone offense. So there you have it. That side of the ball is a little frightening. Um, Weather will be the Steelers' friend. Not, Not having Watt sure doesn't help. But check out my article this week. I do talk about how reinforcements in the back seven are helpful. All right, take care. See you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.